Hi, this is Mike Adams. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture. Join me Monday through Friday for the latest farm and agriculture news from around the world. Informing America's farmers and ranchers, this is AOA, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Here's your host, Mike Adams. Hello, everyone, and welcome to AOA. Thank you so much for joining us, letting us be part of your day. Always appreciate it. I am in Decatur, Illinois, at the Farm Progress Show site. It's getting close now. You can just kind of feel the difference now, the energy in the air. A lot of exhibits up. You see the tents up uh, in the exhibit field right behind me. And the show will be next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's almost here. They had a little rain here last night, kind of unexpected, and some strong winds. Fortunately, no damage at the show site. And uh, I believe the corn's still standing. Host farmer David Brick says, yes, he looks relieved. He probably wouldn't be here right now if it was down. So we're going to be talking a lot about the Farm Progress Show. Matt Youngman, National Events Manager for Farm Progress, will be joining me. Also, David Bricks, host farmer. Craig Mackey, NK agronomist. And Scott Grigger, who who manages the Farm Progress Show the uh, for the New York show for Farm Progress, I should say. It's going to be interesting to get his perspective about that show and how it compares to this show here in the Midwest. So all that coming up on our Farm Progress show preview brought to you by Syngenta. But first, let's get a look at the news. We check in with Jerry Hagstrom with the Hagstrom Report. Jerry, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm in North Dakota uh, visiting my Ah. farm uh, about 35 miles northeast of of Bismarck between the little towns of Wilton and Regan. Uh, but I've been monitoring what goes on in Washington. And of course, the House has been in session for two days. And they did manage to pass this, uh, this budget resolution, which uh, has been such a battle over the last weeks. Now, is it separated from the infrastructure bill? Well, they're tied together. What they passed was uh, a rule, which is what governs the the, the uh, standards for debate, um, uh, when the bills actually come up, uh, and so the the House is, will be set to take up the infrastructure bill and for the uh, also this this uh, budget reconciliation bill. That's the one with the three point five trillion dollars over ten years that some people don't like. But the interest, they, they, the moderate Democrats got an agreement from Pelosi to bring up the infrastructure bill. That's the bipartisan bill that passed the Senate to bring that up on September 27th. And no date has been set on the other, uh, on the reconciliation bill, which is regarded as the human infrastructure bill. Uh, but it might come up around the same time. Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader, says he wants the Senate to take that up on May 15, uh, excuse me, on September 15th, and the House will come back on September uh, uh, 20th. So that's kind of where we're headed. Not much for the next few weeks, almost a month, but uh, that's what we'll be seeing in September. All right. So in the meantime, obviously, Afghanistan's the top story that everybody's uh, looking at and, and working on right now. And there'll be hearings and some things going on uh, concerning that between uh, now and then. Uh, yes, the House, um, uh, the House won't come back until September 20th for legislative action. Uh, but the House committees will be uh, holding hearings. Uh, I haven't gotten any notices of any hearings on the Ag Committee Uh but uh, and then the Senate is coming back the 13th of September, so we'll have they'll have a, they'll be there for a week before the uh, before the House is the House is back. But right now, right. I think the real story is members being at home to to talk to their constituents, and this is the time for farmers to make the case that uh, stepped up basis uh, should not be eliminated uh, it should not be eliminated from the uh, estate tax program yep I'm sure they're going to hear a lot about that probably hear about waters of the US as well uh, yes they probably will hear about uh, about waters of the US uh, I noticed that the North National Association of State Departments of Agriculture is worried about redefining uh, uh, waters of the US or WOTUS uh, as they call it 
but of course, that's an, that uh, is up to the Environmental Protection Agency. That isn't really a legislative issue in Congress at this time, um, unless EPA does something that the Congress doesn't like. Right, which and including now on the biofuels front, uh, when it comes to the RVO levels, there are senators, uh, members of Congress, both for and against uh, the RFS that are making their feelings known on this. Uh, indeed, there, uh, the both the uh, the, uh, the the side the 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 ethanol side that wants higher volumetric requirements. Have have written to the Biden administration, and now and and uh, and Senator Chuck Grassley is saying, you know, you really have to set these things higher. And uh, there has been a rumor. There's an, they haven't made an announcement yet, but Bloomberg had a story that they're likely to make the requirements lower than they were in 2021. And now the the senators from the oil producing states are saying, do set them low or eliminate them altogether yeah the battle continues and this administration seems to be going down the same rabbit hole the last one did trying to find some way to walk down the middle and appease both sides and uh, no one has found that uh, that solution yet so uh, we'll see what they come up with enjoy north dakota jerry good to talk with you we'll check in again next week all right great I'll uh, I'll be out in uh, Portland and Seattle next week on a little vacation, so maybe I'll learn something there. Uh, All right. And I'm going to go to the Washington State Fair. Yeah, I'll be anxious to get a report on that and hear how that is. Enjoy your time off. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Take care. Jerry Hagstrom with the Hagstrom Report. Sounds like he may be hard to get a hold of next week. He's going to be on the go quite a bit. All right, back here in Decatur, Illinois, Farm Progress Show next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Real quick, Matt Youngman, uh, a little bit of a weather scare, kind of a test last night, and and the exhibit field and the crops all passed. Yeah, we were going to we were going to tune up combines this morning. David was going to roll combines, but Mother Nature had different plans, and but we we did have a nice test, and and the place took it really really well. David Bricks, were you nervous? <laughs> Uh, I don't know about nervous, but more uh, we got a lot of work to do. So that's this just sets us back. So uh, that was more of the concern was that we could, you know, light on the winds, but also light on the rain because a nice little dust settler would have been all right. But we ended up with about seven tenths. So it's a it was a little more it's a little muddy out there. The and, alfalfa and completely un unforecasted. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, we had a slight chance yesterday afternoon, and and then nothing. We left all of our hay equipment. We left everything outside. So. We're outside 11 o'clock last night trying to get everything put away because we wasn't expecting it. Notice the uh, alfalfa field slash parking lot out there. Uh, haven't bailed it yet. No, it's it's now it's now fairly clean hay. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's that just adds a wrinkle to our week. And we're less than a week away from the start of the Farm Progress Show. When we come back, we're going to give you the latest details, the latest plans, an update on where everything's at. We're also going to be talking crop conditions here in Illinois as well. It's our Farm Progress Show preview from Decatur, Illinois, brought to you by Syngenta. Stay with us. You're listening to AOA. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Don't go away. More Adams on Agriculture coming right up. Choose the proven performance of the Roundup Ready Extend crop system, featuring high-yielding Extend Flex soybeans and the exceptional weed control of Extend to Max herbicide with Vapor Grip technology. Elite genetics, triple herbicide tolerance, flexibility that delivers results, backed by 25 years of innovation. That's the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. The system of choice. Extend to Max is a restricted use pesticide. Always follow stewardship practices, all pesticide label directions, and check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. <laughs> 
Channel Seedsmen don't just sell soybean seed. You can trust them to understand your fields and place Channel Soybean products to perform. With the Roundup Ready Extend crop system, including triple-stacked Channel Extend Flex soybeans, you can be confident you're getting the excellent weed control you want and high-yield potential you need to make the most of the season. Find a Seedsman in your area for recommendations for your fields. Check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. Always read and follow grain marketing and all their stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Every day, DTN and Progressive Farmer editors are posting unique original content to their website at DTNPF.com, bringing you the latest news and information you need for your day-to-day business decisions. Their award-winning newsroom covers markets, news, and weather, while also providing insights on crop, cattle, equipment, technology, and more. They are committed to delivering the essential intelligence farmers need every day to help your farm business be more efficient and profitable. Visit DTNPF.com today. Heading to the Farm Progress Show in Decatur, Illinois this year? Be sure to stop by the Syngenta booth to talk with local agronomists and product experts. Then visit the Syngenta Square to relax and enjoy a cold beverage. During the show, Mike Adams of Adams on Agriculture will be broadcasting live all three days from Syngenta booth 441. Stop by to watch the show live at 9 a.m. That's booth 441 at 9 a.m. We look forward to seeing you in Decatur at the Farm Progress Show. Through the years, you've really kept up with the times. You're on social media. Like, like, dislike, block. Maintained your health. 10,000 steps. I'm a beast. You even programmed your own smart home. In 10 minutes, remind me that I'm a genius. In 10 minutes, I'll remind you that you're a genius. If you can do all that, you can definitely save for retirement. Just go to aceyourretirement.org, a free online tool sponsored by AARP that can help you get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. At aceyourretirement.org, you'll meet Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach. And in just three minutes, get personalized recommendations to help boost your retirement savings. They're easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's brought to you by AARP, so you know they got your back. You are a genius. Take charge of your retirement. Go to aceyourretirement.org now. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. You're listening to AOA Adams on Agriculture. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You can rely on us for the latest farm and ranch news from around the world. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. Back in Decatur, Illinois, Farm Progress Show site. As the Farm Progress Show is coming up next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. Joined now by Matt Youngman, National Events Manager for Farm Progress, host farmer David Bricks, and joining us by phone, Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. Matt, um, again, we talked about the weather and the winds that blew through here last night and a little bit of rain uh, in the old days that could have caused some setup problems but no problems here this year yeah you know that's one of the beauties of of the of the permanent sites back in the good old days when we built this in a cornfield we would be in the process right now of destroying the show site seven tenths of an inch of rain would have would have just torn the streets all to pieces we'd be dragging semis in and out and, and it would have made a mess of the 2021 show before the gates ever opened yeah so fortunately don't have that problem everything looks good and i can't get over how much has gone up in the exhibit field i mean there's been a lot done in the last few days yeah we were, we were talking off air the you know you kind of david mentioned that you kind of measure it by how much you can see through it over over the course of days you kind of step out of the office and you no longer see through the show site there's tents and buildings and and the the loading dock has gotten very busy in the last couple of days and and you know a lot of the, a lot of the field demo equipment is is here and ready to tune up and and the you can start to see the exhibits taking shape um, it's uh, it, it's getting to that that kind of exciting point where where it's it changes every hour now. So, take us through these final days now. You're less than a week away. How how do the final days go as far as getting ready? So, um, you know, we 
as things ramp up, we bring in more and more people. We, the office is turning into a busy place with more and more of our staff coming in. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting to that transition point where it's not just tent companies and landscapers and electricians that are here. Now you're starting to see company people coming in. The, the bear lead came in this morning. You know, the, the, the gal that sets up cases here, uh, John Deere is offsite setting up right now. And, and we just kind of start to work more and more with those folks. And at the same time on show operations, there are signage going up. I've got, I'm just as an example, I'm training the folks that are going to work in the info booths. I'm training them tonight. So you're starting to train the volunteers. There's uh, you know, Sunday and Monday are full of parking staff meetings and admission folk meetings and the, the field demo crew meetings and, and, and just, just getting, getting everything ramped up. Um, and, and the good news is, you know, we've, we've done this. I think this is the ninth time through Decatur. So, you know, Kathy with the info booth, she knows what she's doing and the crew holding the rope, they know what they're doing. And the crew that does the parking and the horses, that park, they know where they got to go park and do their thing so that it, it, we're fortunate that we've got so many great people that are willing to come back. You know, you're going to talk to Scott Greger here in a little bit. You've got great host farmers like David that they just know what to do and it gets, it, it, it just gets done. And a lot can change, obviously, in the next week. But right now, the forecast looks good for next week. A little cooler. Yeah, uh, I, I generally think forecasts are worth the paper that they're written <laughs> on. And I, but for some reason, I still check them every day. I know I, I sit and watch radar screens and 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 forecasts and things. But you know, we'll take some heat this week. Uh, we've had our test with what kind of winds the place can take already, um, and it looks like, you know, it, rarely is it going to go from being this hot to being nice and cool during the show without some kind of a thunderstorm coming through and, and bumping us around a little bit in between. And that looks like it's going to be Sunday or maybe Monday morning. But if that, I'll buy that forecast if we can have it. I'll, I'll take it because it looks like a beautiful three days for the show. Unfortunately, the coronavirus is still in the news and we've seen uh, the latest surge in, in, in cases. Has that changed any of your plans for the show? It, it has not. Uh, the CDC's guidance hasn't changed for several weeks now, and we're still going with that guidance, which is that in any enclosed areas, masks are recommended but not required. And with the outdoor nature of the show, um, you know, we've all probably been to a fair here and there. I was at the Illinois State Fair and got reports from the Iowa State Fair that, you know, when you're out and about, you just don't see that many masks. When you go into places where maybe they ought to be worn, you do see a few of them here and there. Um, and, and we're kind of getting to that point where it's it's a little hard to derail it now. The show's kind of picking up its own momentum, and she's just going to kind of happen here Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I'd invite everybody to come, and you will see some exhibitors with some different rules here and there. They may ask you to wear a mask, but uh, for the most part, I think it's going to be it, it's going to be what you've seen at other events here in the Midwest. Gates open what time Tuesday? Eight, eight o'clock every day. Open till five Tuesday, Wednesday. Open till four on Thursday. All right, David Bricks. Crops look good. Yep, they do. They're, they matured down nicely. We uh, hand sampled them on uh, Monday, and it was twenty four eight. So we know you know we've with the heat we've had to dry more than that. So um, you know yields look very let's put very respectable for for 87 day corn so uh um yeah we're anxious we you know we just need the rain to stay away i know there we just what it said we have a chance this afternoon so because um, we want to start testing tune we're supposed to at 10 o'clock and of course that pushed back now a little bit see uh let the ground dry we don't want to don't want to dirty up too many machines and and run up ground where we really don't have to because we still got you know we still got enough days to get everything opened up so when you got 13 machines running that don't take long but the good news is you've got a good crop to harvest yeah. during the show or a crop to harvest <laughs> during the show you know that's that's been a challenge for the last yep. uh, uh five six years you know to to have a you know a good a good decent crop you know it's not real tall but we knew that you know 87 day corn don't get too tall so but uh the ears look you know respectable so it ought to you know it ought to make a good show for these combines and then and then tillage too so that's a big part of the show for sure let's bring in nk agronomist craig mackey craig uh 40 50 mile an hour winds blew through here in decatur last night are you hearing of any uh areas uh, through illinois that had any damage well, not not initially. Uh, that may come out. You know, we had some damage from the previous storm that came through, and you can see where some corn was leaned a little bit. Some beans were swirled, but uh, I haven't uh, I haven't heard of anything just awfully terrible uh, as of yet. So we had some of those winds 
roll through my area and uh you know things were still standing so we we like that but it, it sounds like uh matt and david are not uh uh too stressed out this morning it sounds pretty calm for coming into the show being next week so sure appreciate everything they've done to, to help get ready uh i think we're sounds like we're going to be in decent shape i I'm, I'm with them though we would like to see these storms let's just hold off we have a pretty decent crop out there i'd, I'd like to uh continue on the path of uh saving that decent crop yep stay with us because we're going to talk there, with Mike. you much yeah. of the same and uh it's just kind of let's get it to the bin right now you know that's kind of the feeling uh get the get the combines rolling here for long Craig, we'll get back to you here in just a moment. I want to talk to you about conditions as far as disease and uh, uh, any problems that you may be seeing or hearing about what you're working with farmers. We'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. All right, Matt Youngman, because I know you and David have to go. This is media day here at the Farm Progress Show, and you've got a lot of uh, extra things to do today. Appreciate your time. Uh, you talked about the volunteers. It takes a lot of volunteers to put on this show, doesn't it? It, it does. We 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 could not do this and you know if if you're holding a trade show of this size in vegas or orlando there's there's you know systems and staff and temps and and that kind of thing well you can't have a four million square foot exhibit show site sh exhibit uh field and and not utilize volunteers to park the cars flip the burgers take the admission drive the trams hold the ropes work the info boost all the things that need to be done the the actual interaction with the growers do, does not take place with people in farm progress shirts it takes place with volunteer groups that are here working for their church or working for their their booster club or or their rotary club or something like that all right so Next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday are the uh, are the show dates. Um, how much more actually has to get done with the exhibits between now and then? It's it, it they will be they will be busy in there, almost twenty four hours a day between now and showtime. And and some of it has to do with their poor planning, and some of it has to do with they they just have that much to do. But um, it 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 just gets bit i mean it's just a steady ramp up and, and craig mentioned that we sound relaxed well we kind of we better be relaxed on wednesday because we're all going to be tearing our hair out on monday Every, everybody here is going to have kind of a hollow-eyed look but um, we're going to do the very best we can to work hard for these exhibitors so that they can attract the attention of the growers and, and we know that the growers are coming just by the things we've we've seen and heard yeah advanced ticket sales advanced ticket sales are running ahead the golf carts have been sold out for three weeks um you know just um the the buzz you get and the feel you get it, it just sound, it just feels like it's going to be a, a a great show and the exhibitors i think are just as excited as we are i've talked to a couple of them and and they're just they're just they're just thrilled to be back here doing what they're supposed to do for a living. And David, I don't think anybody else is harvesting, so they'll be able to come uh, here. Yep. Nope. 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 I mean, our other corn is turning surprisingly. I mean, driving across the country, I've actually I actually got out the other day from here, and and I was surprised to see all the corn turning. So yeah, we won't be far behind though. All right, host farmer David Bricks, national events manager for Farm Progress, Matt Youngman. I'll let you guys go be media stars for Media Day. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next week here at Farm Progress Show. We have much more to come. Second half of the show coming up. More information on the Farm Progress Show and crop conditions across Illinois. Stay with us. Our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. Don't go away. More Adams on Agriculture coming right up. Every Tuesday, we'll be sitting around the table, sponsored by CHS. Join us and learn how CHS creates the vital connections that empower agriculture, helping farmers and ranchers like you succeed. We'll hear from different voices from throughout the cooperative system, sharing stories about how good things happen when people work together. Join us around the table every Tuesday or visit cooperativeownership.com to learn more. DTN and Progressive Farmer bring producers the best content in agriculture. Each day our editors post unique content to our website, bringing you the latest news and information you need for your day-to-day -day business decisions. DTN and Progressive Farmer provide insights throughout the year to questions like, what is the outlook for corn yields in 2021? Will feed prices surge? What about land prices? And what's today's weather forecast for my farm? For more intelligence like this, visit DTNPF.com. 
You're listening to AOA, I'm Kirsten Rall. This week, the USDA reported it added 2.8 million acres in 2021 for CRP contracts. This nearly offsets the 3 million acres expiring from contracts at the end of September. The USDA expects additional acreage to be added throughout the continuous sign-up program and expects total new CRP contracts will exceed 3 million acres this year. We are seeing mixed futures on the Board of Trade this morning. September corn trading a penny and three quarters higher at 5 546 and three quarters. The December contract up a penny and a fraction at 546 and a fraction of a cent. For soybeans, the September contract up two and three quarters at 1339 and three quarters. The November contract down three and a fraction at 1328 and three quarters. For wheat, Chicago wheat September down seven and three quarters at 710 and a half cent. Kansas City wheat September down two and three quarters at 701 and a half cent. Minneapolis spring wheat September down two and a fraction at 928 and a half cent. The December contract down two and a fraction at 908 and a half cent. Box beef prices declined after a multiple week surge of prices. Choice cuts were down 45 cents with select cuts down $2.50. This could be the turn in trend that has been anticipated as Labor Day draws closer. Some asking prices surfaced Tuesday higher than last week's trade, but no bids from packers. Feeder cattle came under pressure as a reaction to stronger grain prices. For live cattle on the Board of Trade this morning, the October contract down 50 15 cents at 131.55. The December contract up 12 at 137.52. For feeder, September up 95 at 166.75. October up 55 at 170.77. In lean hogs, the October contract a dollar five higher at 88 dollars even. The December contract up 75 at 81.52. In the outside markets, the Dow is up 19 points, the NASDAQ composite up 28, the S&P 500 up 5. You're listening to AOA. I'm Kirsten Rall. 54. So, basically, it's too late to start saving for retirement, right? Not right. Starting to save, even in your 50s, can really make a difference. Well, right now, saving seems hard to wrap my head around. Plus, with the way this year's been going. <laughs> hey, listen, it's okay. You still got this. Just go to aceyourretirement.org. It's an online tool from AARP that can help you get your retirement savings on track no matter your age. It's free and only takes about three minutes. I like three minutes. Yeah. At aceyourretirement.org, you'll chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach. Just answer a few questions and you'll get a personalized plan and tips to help boost your retirement savings. Tips that are easy to understand and tailored to your lifestyle. I like that too. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Just head to aceyourretirement.org and make your plan to start saving for retirement. Thanks. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Mike Adams. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture. Join me Monday through Friday for the latest farm and agriculture news from around the world. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. All right, it is our Farm Progress Show preview here in Decatur, Illinois, brought to you by Syngenta. The show is next Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'll be broadcasting all three days from the Syngenta tent. So if you are at the show, come by. We'll be uh, broadcasting from 9 to 10 live each day and hope that you will come by and see us. Joining us here in the second half of the program is NK agronomist Craig Mackey and also Scott Grigger, who is uh, the, he, he manages the New York Farm Show that's put on by Farm Progress and the Northeast Equipment uh, Dealers Association. Scott, thank you for joining us. Uh, you you drove from New York to here, right? Yeah, I drove down. I got the crop crews all the way from New York, crossed Ohio, Indiana, and Illinois, and crops all look good, and it was a nice drive. Now, I'm assuming, having not been to the New York Farm Show, but I'm assuming that's a pretty big dairy show, right? Yeah, we're 80% dairy towards the dairy side of it, and on the crop production side of it is just smaller booths than we have out here at Farm Progress. Mm -hmm. Now, your show was held in late February, is that right? Last week in February in Syracuse, where the weather is probably 90 to 100 degrees, just like out here in February. Uh I understand you have some (laughs) snow at your show, right? Yeah, we've uh, had snow before, and we've had a little bit of cold weather. Uh When you compare that show and and a show like Farm Progress here in the Midwest, uh, how do you compare the two? How are they alike? How are they different? Well, they're all alike, except I have more dairy industry aspect. 
we still do all the crops that the guys do out here. We might just do it with 30-foot equipment instead of 60-foot equipment like mm -hmm. out here. The uh, farmers in New York are getting larger and less people, but um, the services, uh, seed, fertilizer, chemicals are all involved. Do you draw from uh, that whole northeastern quadrant to that we, show? We draw out of New York, draw out of Canada, Pennsylvania, New England, and a few out of Ohio. Mm-hmm. So uh, is that a three-day show as well? Yeah, we run a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, banker's hours, 8.30 to 4. Uh -huh. And I, as you said, heavy on dairy, but probably other areas are covered as well, right? It's your show? Yeah, the, the other areas, we, we there's a lot of uh, lumber, woods-type mm -hmm. equipment up there. The dairy, we got the crops, um, everything. It'll be probably, we got a little bit of fruit. But anything that you want to consume in food is raised in New York State except for bananas and citrus. We have cherries, grapes, and everything. Do you get a lot of non-farm people come to your show? It's uh, not quite that many. Um, I got accused of um, some friends in Syracuse said, what do you do? I said, I do a farm show. I said, never heard of it. And I said, well, I really didn't want you there because you're, you're city people. And we gear up and do all the advertising and promotion into the ag industry. You're a production-type show Correct. then, right? Yeah. Business to business. Yeah. That's Scott Grigger. He's here to help out with the, the Farm Progress Show. He manages the uh, the New York Farm Show that is uh, put on by Farm Progress and the Northeast Equipment Dealers Association. We'll talk more about that in a moment. We want to bring back Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. Craig, as you talk with uh, farmers across Illinois, as we're getting down in the home stretch now, headed towards harvest, uh, what's the number one uh, topic of conversation? Hey, the number one topic has been how good the yield looks, and they say it with kind of a bated breath because, uh, like you said before, they'd like to just get in the bin now. Uh, when, when the ears on the corn look really good and a lot of these uh, bean plants are potted very full, uh, they, they just are kind of holding their breath. Uh, you know what's going to come along and 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 ding us. They they don't want to they don't want to uh, cause anything to uh, <laughs> hurt the crop, so to speak. But uh, a lot of uh, you know appreciation for for given the year we've had and and how good some of this corn looks, especially this year with uh, the size of the ears, the the fill, and uh, and just how it's standing right now. So I know we've had some storms in the last few weeks that uh you know had some hail in some areas that uh split some leaves we've leaned some corn in parts of the field uh you can tie a lot of those areas right back to um you know maybe where water stood early and some of the nitrogen wasn't as available and we, we have a a plant that's not as strong and girthy and you can kind of look back at the history of that farm this year and and really see what uh what caused some of those issues they're, they're now showing back up but that seems to be the topic is overall everybody seems very pleased about how the crop looks and uh i think they're they're excited to get it like you said get it in the bin yeah so kind of nervous time now you don't it it is uh i mean a lot of uh, these beans went in in april so as a whole across the entire state you know everybody planted beans first which i, I still believe is going to be a good thing overall but, uh, you know, these, these earlier beans are uh, done growing, so we're running them to finish out and pot out and uh, fill those pods and, and save what beans are there. Hopefully they'll be nice, good-sized beans, some of these rains. Uh, corn, if, uh, if a grower didn't put fungicide on, you're, you're probably seeing some, some diseases continue to grow in these fields uh, that didn't get the fungicide applications. I've seen some tar spot show up pretty good pretty good uh the gray leaf spots and and other diseases that are that are rearing their ugly heads if it wasn't sprayed but that's kind of yeah like you the seeing any town i'm hearing right now any signs of sudden death or anything like that we are and it's it's in areas of the field it's not real widespread uh, i see it in pockets of the state and you can and you have to kind of look see whether it's sudden death or is it uh, some brown stem rot going on uh, some late season phytophthora you know with some of these late rains uh, it kind of doubles on where we had some early moisture and the water maybe stood 
and we had some early Phytophthora, and now you're seeing in fields some late-season Phytophthora kick in, which is a double whammy for a lot of these soybean plants. They were already stunted to begin with in some of those areas, and now they're getting hit again. And uh, you almost have to get out in the field and look when you see yellowing leaves uh, and determine, is that a brown stem rot? You know, do I have an issue down with the stem of the plant? Uh, and, or is it or is it sudden death? And uh, so, you know, something to go out there and look at if you do see an issue. And uh, environmental factors are, are really causing some of those to show up this year. So there may be more of that to, to show up in the next 30 days. Yep, we will see. You know, the beans have been kind of a mystery, as you said. A lot of early planted beans in Illinois, and it seemed like it took them a while to get going with the way conditions were, and uh, kind of wondering how they would do. We'll soon find out, but what does it look like to you as far as the bean crop? What it looks like to me is we're going to have a really good bean crop. When I And, and it's, it's so hard to tell on beans. I've seen all kinds of formulas and calculations to uh, determine how do, you, how do you project a bean yield? And quite honestly, none of them work very well. Uh, I usually just go out and count pods. And, uh, you know, that, that usually converts pretty close. It's a rough guess, but uh, we're seeing a lot of pods on plants, uh, the, a lot of branching on the soybean plants this year, and pods on branching. So uh, that tells me that we're, we're off to a very good opportunity. We have a great yield opportunity here uh, if we can finish it out. So I think the uh, August typically uh, will help finish off those beans. The beans that are still active, I mean, we've had some some mornings with fog, probably in your area. I know in mine we've mm-hmm. had about probably 14 days this month that have been hazy or, you know, a heavy dew. Well, gosh, on soybeans, I've seen a heavy dew like that be like getting a tenth of an inch of rain to a soybean plant, and it can make a lot of beans. And uh, I think back to what is it, 2012, when very dry year, corn was struggling, yet we had these heavy dews in August, and we had some 90 bushel to 100 bushel beans. And everybody was scratching their heads saying, where did that come from? But, you know, that that August moisture and just a dew will help those beans uh, continue to develop and and, and make something. So uh, I I like what I see. Um, You know, some of the beans may be leaning this year little tied up so it could be uh, a challenge to harvest some of these varieties and that's across the board you, you see some of these beans that seems like if they're going to lean this year uh, if, if they have the opportunity to lean this year they're going to do it and I think that's just a lot of the environment we've seen this year are you seeing much uh, of corn turning yet early corn uh, there's some 104 day corn I saw that was turning and, and you could tell it was uh, not quite the black layer, but pretty close. And what I'm seeing mainly, Mike, is uh, fields that just appear they've ran out of nitrogen. And uh, some of these fields I know had plenty of nitrogen early on, but uh, for whatever reason, it's either where water was a little slow getting off, you know, something tied up that nitrogen early on, and, and we're seeing pockets where the, the plant can be fired halfway up. And then the next part of the field, the nitrogen is still available, and that's a green plant all the way. Uh, so there are some, some deeper challenges that, you know, you really need to, to dig into and find out why is my plant fired halfway up mm-hmm. like that. The early corn, though, uh, you know, if guys planted some 100 to 105-day corn uh, in the northern part of the state, it seems like it's starting to mature, and uh, it's it's really close to that physiological maturity, and it you know it's it, it's getting there. So, yeah, I think the late season corn though still still got a good opportunity for some kernel fill, Mike. Be a lot to talk about next week when uh, farmers are here at the Farm Progress Show, Decatur, Illinois, next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. We'll continue with Scott Grigger, who uh, manages the New York Farm Show. He's here for the uh, Farm Progress Show next week as well. Our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta. Stay with us. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You're listening to AOA, Adams on Agriculture. 
Don't go away. More Adams on Agriculture coming right up. Vision loss is not something that you feel until it happens. Most people lose their vision from diseases like macular degeneration and glaucoma, not at birth. With macular degeneration, you lose your central vision. You have a blind spot right in the center of your face, so I can't actually see your face. So even that little circle in which I could see became a big blur. I was 65 when I first was diagnosed with glaucoma. There were no symptoms. I had no headaches. Three million Americans have glaucoma, and half don't even know it. 11 million people in the United States have macular degeneration. You lose mobility, independence, changes your entire life. So many eye disorders can be treated if caught early. My husband tells me that I have beautiful brown eyes, and I don't want to lose that. Make a plan today to get your eyes checked. Visit brightfocus.org to learn more. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. For more than 135 years, the editors of Progressive Farmer have provided generations of farmers and ranchers with the information they need and trust to make informed and profitable decisions. We know you need that content delivered on multiple platforms, so it's available when you want it. That's why we created our weekly podcast called Field Posts. Join me, Sarah Mock, each week as I interview agriculture's top thought leaders, as well as farming's most diverse team of editors at the Progressive Farmer and DTN on a wide range of subject matter. From farm policy and crop production to finances, technology, and so much more, you'll have a front row seat to learn and engage in what's happening in agriculture today. You can find the podcast listed on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or by visiting our website at dtnpf.com backslash field posts. Heading to the Farm Progress Show in Decatur, Illinois this year? Be sure to stop by the Syngenta booth to talk with local agronomists and product experts. Then visit the Syngenta Square to relax and enjoy a cold beverage. During the show, Mike Adams of Adams on Agriculture will be broadcasting live all three days from Syngenta booth 441. Stop by to watch the show live at 9 a.m. That's booth 441 at 9 a.m. We look forward to seeing you in Decatur at the Farm Progress Show. Every Tuesday, we're sitting around the table, sponsored by CHS, where we'll be talking with folks from throughout the cooperative system. Join us as we discover what makes cooperatives unique when there are more options to do business with than ever before. We'll learn how farmers and ranchers like you benefit from a system where decisions are made by the members that own it. Tune in every Tuesday for Around the Table or visit cooperativeownership.com to learn more. Choose the proven performance of the Roundup Ready Extend crop system, featuring high-yielding Extend Flex soybeans and the exceptional weed control of Extend to Max herbicide with Vapor Grip technology. Elite genetics, triple herbicide tolerance, flexibility that delivers results, backed by 25 years of innovation. That's the Roundup Ready Extend crop system, the system of choice. Extend to Max is a restricted-use pesticide. Always follow stewardship practices, all pesticide label directions, and check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. 
Channel Seedsmen don't just sell soybean seed. You can trust them to understand your fields and place Channel Soybean products to perform. With the Roundup Ready Extend crop system, including triple stacked Channel Extend Flex soybeans, you can be confident you're getting the excellent weed control you want and high yield potential you need to make the most of the season. Find a Seedsman in your area for recommendations for your fields. Check with your state pesticide regulatory agency for specific restrictions in your state. Always read and follow grain marketing and all their stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. You're listening to AOA Adams on Agriculture. Hi, this is Mike Adams. You can rely on us for the latest farm and ranch news from around the world. Information America's farmers and ranchers need to know on AOA. Now, back to Mike Adams. And back here in Decatur, Illinois, for our Farm Progress Show preview, our final preview of this year's show that comes up next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And our preview is brought to you by Syngenta. I'll be broadcasting from the Syngenta tent all three days next week. And we're talking with NK agronomist Craig Mackey and Scott Grigger, who uh, manages the New York Farm Show that is held in late February each year. And, Scott, we were talking about your show. It's actually held at the State Fairgrounds in New York, right? Yes, at the New York State Fairgrounds, center part of New York State. Now, you mentioned that you made the drive from New York to here, and uh, we've heard so much that the eastern Corn Belt looks very good, and you said the crops that you saw look good. Yeah, all the crops I've seen coming across were pretty decent. I mean, we've had our share of moisture in the east. Uh, It's a little tough for the guys to get their hay done and and the wheat. But as a whole, everything looks really good. You know, what I've always found, no matter what part of the country you're in, or even if you're in another country, when you have farmers together, the conversation tends to center around pretty much the same topics. It it really does. Um, It's just amazing. We're all the same. Yep, you talk weather, you talk (laughs) markets, you talk about government, you talk about those kind of things for sure. All right, Craig Mackey. uh, when farmers come and join us at the Syngenta tent next week, um, they're going to be talking with folks like you, and they're going to have a lot of questions, and you're going to get a lot of information, aren't you? Yes, uh, we talked about that early on, how we were going to set our displays up, and we have a combination of, of uh, many of us within the Syngenta group are going to be on hand to answer questions. We also have uh, a lot of interactive displays that you, you, uh, you can use through your smartphone app or right there at the display. And so we tried to set it up so everybody could feel comfortable. Uh, I mean, we're, we're very excited about being there, Mike, and about our customers coming through and looking forward to visiting with them in each one of our areas that we're going to have and talk about our, our trait platforms, our seed care, our, our crop products, uh, any number of, uh, of our, our lineup. So uh, crop protection through Syngenta. So yeah, we're looking forward to that. And we've uh, done like everybody else. We've, we've gone through and we're prepared. We're uh, talking about our staffing and, and how we're going to manage each one of those booths and, and make sure that we're covered with the right people to answer questions for, for folks to come through. So uh, it's very exciting for us. Now it's just waiting for the first day to kick off so that uh, we can be there to meet the crowd. A lot of those conversations that you'll have, uh, as I've heard over the years, kind of start off with, here's what, ha- what, here's what I've got on my farm this year. This is what happened. Why did this happen? And what's going on here? And how do I prepare and plan for next year? Exactly. And, you know, that's, that's so hard <laughs> to have that conversation when you're not staying in the field. I was actually in a field this morning, and we were having that very conversation of, hey, we planted this uh, variety in both fields. You know, the field across the fence line looks great. Why are we struggling in this spot? And, you know, you have to dig into so many things to figure out uh, what was the root cause of, of why a product looked great in this spot, didn't look great in this spot. And there's so many factors that, of course, this year that have played a role that, uh, you know, you can pretty much draw one out of a hat, you know, and and everybody tends to forget that uh, we planted in some cold soils. Uh, We had some moisture. We had some more cold. Uh, We had some warmth. We had some dry heat this year. And, you know, you name the season, we've kind of had it from drought to monsoon. So it's uh, Mother Nature has found a way to throw everything at us. And it's surprising that uh, given the year, we still have such a great looking potential crop out there 
I was in uh, checking some corn yields and some fields, and you know, you get to looking, and the main ear is a very nice looking ear that gets you excited. And then some of these hybrids, you look, and my gosh, you know, a quarter of the plants have a second ear that's not shabby, and you have to kind of figure that in when you're when you're trying to guess what the yield might be. So there's going to be some surprises out there. There's going to be some holes. Uh, you know, it, it's there's going to be some good conversation starters this year to talk about uh, how and why we got to where we are. So I think that overall, though, it's if you overlook some of the small pockets, you know, you're going to find out, well, we always have had a pond there. And even this year, there's beans in some of those spots or there's corn in some of those spots. So... It, it, it's going to be interesting to see what this crop actually turns out to be, Mike. I mean, you probably see some of the same stuff down where you live. Yep. We talked earlier about disease. Uh, what about insects? When you look back on this year, uh, what stood out as far as insects were concerned? Well, the as you go north, we're, we're still seeing a lot of the uh, uh, pressure from... Uh, you know, your, your, your corn rootworm beetles, uh, the counts are higher in northern Illinois. As you get in southern Illinois, we've had some weird things in soybeans this year, like slugs. And that's not necessarily an insect, uh, but uh, something that uh, was out of, out of the norm, so to speak. Uh, Japanese beetles, I didn't think were as bad this year. We've heard a lot of talk about grasshoppers in the last month, but I haven't seen a lot of grasshopper damage, uh, maybe limited to very small pockets. So I've been very pleased we haven't had on a wide scale the silk clipping issues this year that uh, very well could have been. You know, I, it seems like Japanese beetle numbers were down and uh, you know, spider mites started up in some areas, and then we got rain, and it seemed like that dissipated very quickly. So, uh, it's it's to this point, you know, we've started to look at something, and then it seemed like it disappeared. So, all in all, our insect pressure had the potential of being something, but I I, I just haven't seen uh, one one insect this year that has been yep. a big problem, Mike. So, I think all yep. in all, pretty good shape. That's good news, yeah. All right, Craig, we'll see you next week here at the Farm Progress Show. Hey, we'll see you in the tent, Mike. Thanks again. All right, see you then. Craig Mackey, NK Agronomist. Scott Grigger, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Good to have you here from New York. Thank you. All right. That wraps it up for our Farm Progress Show preview brought to you by Syngenta Farm Progress Show next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday here in Decatur, Illinois. Hope to see you there. Hi, this is Mike Adams. Thanks for listening to Adams on Agriculture. Join me Monday through Friday for the latest farm and agriculture news from around the world. Heading to the Farm Progress Show in Decatur, Illinois this year? Be sure to stop by the Syngenta booth to talk with local agronomists and product experts. Then visit the Syngenta Square to relax and enjoy a cold beverage. During the show, Mike Adams of Adams on Agriculture will be broadcasting live all three days from Syngenta booth 441. Stop by to watch the show live at 9 a.m. That's booth 441 at 9 a.m. We look forward to seeing you in Decatur at the Farm Progress Show.